Okay, what's going on? Welcome to a brand new episode of Energize. Roscoe, we're back. We are back. We are bringing you all the latest football news. And Basmo, I must say, I'm excited to be here. Uh, things are looking up for us as Manchester United fans at the moment. So, uh, I feel yeah. like it's going to be a good show. Yeah, especially not having Paul here, man. We hate that guy. <laughs> no, I'm joking. <laughs> no, Paul, joking. Paul didn't want to show up after everything's bad run of results. No, no, shout out to Paul. He's, he's, uh, he's doing some really good work with uh, Irish Football Fan TV. And he can't be here every week, but the football show has to go out for the fans, you know? Yeah, it doesn't yeah. Do, So if you are new do. to the show, make sure to hit like, make sure to subscribe because we're bringing you everything. Also, we're going to do an FA Cup show uh, putting out on Friday, the FA Cup semi-final preview. So uh, stick around. Yeah, stick around, definitely. Might even get it out on Thursday. Who knows? Yeah, let's see. Let's see how we're feeling. <laughs> yeah, let's see. How, let's see. Let's see how things go. Yeah, the MMA show is out on Wednesday as well, so don't forget that as well. Yeah, go on ahead. Um, yeah, so we're going to kick off the show with uh, Ireland lost a legend this week. Uh, RIP to Jack Charlton. What an absolute legend! He brought us to the Euros uh, in 1988. That's when Ray Houghton put the ball in the English net. Uh, what a moment! Uh, he also brought us to the World Cup in 1990 and we got to the quarterfinals so you know absolute legend and we got to the World Cup in 1994 two World Cups and the Euros Basmo as much as maybe maybe he is Ireland's most successful manager of all time but he's an absolute legend and like as an Englishman who managed Ireland ever had more songs made of about no I think it's because he embraced the paddy hat as well to be honest yeah, you know what? That was actually absolutely. It was if he was a, it was a farmer or something, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. He also won the World Cup in England in 1966, so he's also a World Cup winner as a player. Uh, he knew how to get the job done, didn't he? Yeah, like a lot of people said that like Ireland could have played better football under him. Mm. Like uh, I've listened to loads of Avon Dunphy podcasts, and uh, they they discuss how he would like he was just set in his ways, and he was like, "This is the blueprint." We're going to get things done. Now, in fairness, he did get things done. He also had Ireland's greatest ever team as well. Yeah, but the fans got behind him like there was no tomorrow. Do you know half a million people showed up to welcome the team back after the 1990 World Cup? I saw the pictures, man. It was just, uh, it was, that was a bit before coronavirus was around, wasn't it? Yeah, it was Italian 90 was lit. Yeah, man. Really was. Well, so, see, that's RIP to an absolute legend. Yeah, but that's like, see the way we're covering these, the football now? Like, mm. uh, I hope for days like that to happen so we can be almost, well, technically you feel a part of it by covering it, but like, I feel, I feel like I'd love to see Ireland in the World Cup again when, uh, like, last time we saw Ireland in the World Cup was 2002. Yeah, hopefully for the Euros in 2021, we'll be, we'll be in it. It'll be in Dublin at some stage. Yeah. And the fans will be allowed to go. Yeah, man. I can't believe there's so many hurdles now for such a, what seems to be a small thing. I know. There is a lot of hurdles. Ireland's doing yeah. two big games coming up. Uh, away to Slovakia and then away to either Northern Ireland or Bosnia if they win the first one. So it's going to be a tough, tough, two tough games. I think the first game is going to be tougher, but the second game is going to be in a tougher environment if you have to play Northern Ireland away. Absolutely. But but there, no fans. there mightn't be any fans there, so it might actually work out in our favour, you know? Although I think does our team not benefit with the fans, no? Because we well, have fans. Yeah, but we're away. Oh, for away, yeah, true, true. Uh, yeah, not the home. <laughs> <laughs> not the home games, not the home games. So, Basmo, uh, just as you're enjoying that, is a tea or coffee you're on today? Uh, this week is just pure vodka, man, you know. Us Irish are alcoholics. Oh, yeah, man. Well, I thought you would have said the whiskey, but sure, look. Um, right, well. That's my Polish blood kicking in, man. You have to run down on the show. Okay, here, first of all, everyone, thanks a million for tuning in. Um, I was actually at a party uh, over the weekend, and uh, a lot of people say they really enjoyed the shows. Some of them, prefer, some of them just watch the football, even though they prefer the MMA, but uh, they just like having a bit of crack with us. I was also told, previous shows, I could, I could almost come across as a bit um, too serious. I think it's because like, I'm recording, so I have to make sure the internet and everything is fucking working. Right? <laughs> so I'm always like, on the edge. But uh, yeah, like myself and Ross, like we just love doing this stuff, and uh, you know what I mean. I'd recommend it to anyone to start doing this stuff, especially if you're like a, I wouldn't say we're specialists, but uh, if you're, you're not, passionate about something, yeah, if you're passionate about something, do it because uh, there's an audience there, and the amount of friends we've made through it is just uh, crazy, crazy. 
and just long may it begin. But uh, on today's show, obviously, we wanted to cover Jack Charlton passing away because that was uh, that was terrible news to get. Tick that box. Yeah, exactly. Uh, then, like, obviously, if you've been checking out our Instagram page, uh, the Champions League draw was made, the Europa League draw was made. And then, obviously, today, the big news is Man City are after being allowed into next season's Champions League. So we're going to kick it off there. But at the end, we will be looking over the top four and the relegation battle. And uh, Ross has a question of the day. Will Liverpool break the 100-point mark barrier? I set the record. So, Ross, we're going to kick it off. Man City, today, was announced they're going to be allowed in next season's Champions League. After we said they were not getting it, we were like, they're not getting it. Top five is a thing. I made top five a thing, and now it doesn't exist. Yeah, now, now it shows that uh, after Barry creating the top five being, being like such a work in progress, it looks like the brown envelope prevailed as always with FIFA and with UEFA. If you have a big enough brown envelope, you can get anything done. Or, Man if, City or if you talk enough back. brown. Or if you talk enough brown. Man City <laughs> are back. This is massive news for Man City as a club. Uh, people were looking at Man City and they were very much fearful for them as a club. There was talks of Pep Guardiola leaving if they got banned. There were talks of Aguero, Kevin De Bruyne. All their star men, including their manager, were talked of leaving. Now Man City can not only prepare for next season's Champions League and Premier League, but they can also add to their squad knowing that they have Champions League football next year. This makes Man City one of the top contenders for the Champions League and the Premier League next year. And it makes them a massive force again in the transfer market. Yeah. All the above, man. Uh, originally, they were meant to be kicked out of Europe for two years and have a £27 million fine. And now it's cut down to £9 million and no ban. So first of all, why are they getting, why are they getting fined if they're not getting banned? Yeah, I don't understand getting fined. Uh, if you're getting banned, it's... Doesn't usually, really make any sense. Court, it's either it's either guilty or not guilty. Yeah, but usually in court, if like you sue me and then I come out right, you have to pay for my expenses. Yeah, fees, costs. So, well, maybe there was some in. Maybe it, it's because there was some infringements, but they didn't actually do anything illegal. If that makes sense, yeah, maybe it's corrupt, man. It's fucking corrupt. Well, look, oh, oh, I'm just trying to look for the legal aspect of why they still have to pay a fine and don't get banned. But anyway, you know what? They're back in it, and nothing we say on this podcast is going to change that. So let's look at Man City now. They're like a mile off Liverpool in the league, but they're still very far ahead of everyone else. Yeah. Where's their their gain? 12 points ahead of Chelsea, 21 points behind Liverpool. Where's their gains going to be in the next transfer window? And do you think this will have a positive effect on them playing Champions League this year? Or do you think they'll be like, oh, well, we're in it next year? Obviously, they'll try and win the Champions League this year, but do you think it will, it will sort of, you know, stunt their Champions League this year? Good question. No, I think that's going to re-energise everything. Like, that's going to take that cloud, that Manchester cloud off the, off the building. Mm. And they're like, right, the sun, is, the sun is now come. Now they can get players in who want to come or who are, like, hungry. Because, realistically, anyone who's going to go there and be banned out of the Champions League or Europe for two years is really more than likely going to be a mercenary, you know? Like, people with ambition yeah. are going to go somewhere... That's like sinking, really. Mm. Uh, look at look at, for instance, United, like the, the Di Marias and the Falcons of this world. But uh, now, every, the, the way they've even been playing recently as well, I know they've been up and down slightly, more up mm. and down. But crushing teams five now. It seems like the two Manchester clubs seem to be like on fire. Definitely, uh, Raheem Sterling seems to have found his form again as well. Did you see his hat there against Brighton? Did you see his hat go? Oh, well, the one where you fell over and hit him on the head. Yeah, amazing. <laughs> uh, look, when you're playing well, there's the sort of things that go for you. Um, who do you think, Barry, that Man City are going to buy in this window? And where do you think they need to strengthen? Obviously, they've been looking at centre-back. Mm-hmm. Attacking-wise, they're brilliant, man. Like, you know? like, they have the Bernardo Silvers and the Mares as the command ball. I think centre-back. But the problem is, there's not enough centre-backs. Do you think that um, Thiago Silva could be someone that they look at? He's on a free. Uh, you could sign him up for a year. It might be a stock gap for a year. Uh, you could definitely bring on someone like Garcia and, you know, him potentially against weaker oppositions or you'd also add that bit of European experience that even Laporte would lack. That's a good point. Um, I think now because of all this, all this what, what's after happening now, they've been let mm. off with a, with a slap on the wrist. 
I think now people are going to be nosing in on their transfers, right? So, mm. if, like, if you get one warning, you should really, like, be like, all right, shit. But, um, yeah, I, t- I think sort of easier deals, they might try and do more of them. And another question for you. Obviously, Sergio Aguero was yeah. one of the best strikers in Premier League history. Uh, however, it's always very well known that he's got a horrific uh, injury record. He misses at least 10 games a year, I think it's safe to say. Is Gabriel Jesus enough if Sergio Aguero is not there to get the job done? Or is that maybe an area that they need to strengthen? Also, Aguero is sort of getting on in his career. And I feel like he's only one or two injuries away now from like that being it. Aguero? Mm. Do you think they need to replace him? Or do you think they need to bring in someone who could potentially replace him? See, he's such a little crafty fox in the box. You know, like, like his, the way he's sort of small as well. Now, I don't know how he looks small compared to centre-backs, but, mm. like, he could almost... Well, he's by, under six foot anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, he could run by your chin and you wouldn't even see him, you know, and then he's, like, behind you or in front of you. Uh, the way you can score goals, like, you don't lose that. Like, natural finishing mm. is just in your DNA. To get someone to replace him, I think they'd almost need to get someone who's fast. Someone like Haaland, maybe. His dad used to play for Man City. Yeah, fair, fair. No, I'm just looking at. I think Aguero has Man one City... more season. I think he has one more season in him, definitely. Well, it depends on how he recovers from this latest. I think it's a knee operation. Um, I, think, I think this is more of a maintenance thing. Okay. But look, it definitely feels like he's one injury away from that dip. And, or, well, from definitely like severely depreciating his uh, performance. And I think. A potential replacement for Aguero at a centre half is definitely where they're most in need. Who would you go for? Instead of Aguero? Yeah, you, you nosy fuck. I <laughs> 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 really like that Haaland show. I think that's like top of the range, really, to be honest. Um, I don't really think there's anyone else out there who. Because they can go for five the same, same like that. But if they're willing to put the cash down, I think Harry Kane could do all right for Man City. Yeah, I think I think with that level of service, he'll score goals for you because he's quite good at sort of getting the toppy in goals. He's a bit of a poacher compared to Aguero, so I think he'd do that for you. I think they'd be both the same, man. What do you mean? Poaching goals. I think Aguero's better at being a poacher. Yeah, but I think I think Aguero's slicker at it as opposed. I think Harry Kane they more fall to Harry Kane if that makes sense. His goal like Harry Kane doesn't score. Incredible goals as opposed to Aguero. Well, I think Harry can be more of a goal scorer outside the box than Aguero. If I was to look at him, but uh, who? Yeah, but I feel like it? I feel like Harry Kane will get your scrappy goal in the box. Aguero does as well. Uh, you remember when he got that winner and he was like Aguero? Yeah, well, no, that, that was, wasn't a voice. That, that was that was the Roy Roy place the Roy time. <laughs> no one's that, better at it. You took that out of your brain. <laughs> but yeah, there you go. Uh, I suppose Harry Kane, but I definitely think Haaland's a better show. Haaland, people are going to be knocking on his door. You know who they could get? If you, they got your man Diavala from Juventus and played him up front, he might be able to do it. I know, but I don't think Diavala like, is also another person who scores great goals, but I don't mm. think he is the, like, would, would sort of sit in that uh, mm. penalty spot and just sort of get everything, you know? Although maybe, right down the middle. Although maybe Jesus is the guy if he just plays 30 games in a season. You know what oh. I mean? Yeah, or else, well, yeah. like if you think about it, like if the development of the front three, you almost have to be a hybrid where Greenwood can play in every position. Yeah. Maybe you get someone who can play in every position. And like they already have Sterling, Bernardo Silva, and Mares. Those three could be the starters. Mm. Put, put Sterling down the middle. Maybe, who knows? Mm. They might already yeah. have the answer because uh, Sterling's 24. So. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see how. And the, the, see so how it goes. The, hold on. The, uh, like scoring goals isn't actually their problem, you know, as well. No. No, definitely not. Definitely not. Sure, they won four, they won five nil, but they were there the other day. No bother. No bother. No bother. I think that's the second time they scored five goals without him there as well. Yeah. No, it's just I think just this the centre back position. But you know yeah. what? Like as much as I was like, oh, Man City. Oh, that just makes. The why don't we better. just? Why don't we just throw that question out to the people who are watching this at home? Let us know in the comments below. If you were Man, City, if you were Pep Guardiola, who are you chasing the transfer window this summer? Let us know in the comments below. Yeah, yeah. How many? How much money do you think they have to spend? I think it's. I don't. I don't think that's really a problem. I think. Oh, okay. It's who they want. 
Yeah, but they could start going for Koulibaly as well, maybe something. Yeah, potentially but, so. Um, Said in the week he's got he might retire in Napoli. Not if you're gonna make that big payday. Right, so let's have a look at that Champions League, Basmo. Oh yeah, sorry. Uh, what I was sorry. What I was, I was what I was going to say there was uh, Man City. Um, like I, I was annoyed they're allowed in the Champions League because now it's the top four only gets Champions League. But also next season will make the football even better. I think having this cloud over Man City mm. this season also just didn't didn't help them in their uh, chase for the title. So next season everyone's going to be even better. United, it's the Liverpools, and uh, the Man Cities and the Chelsea's. Like mm. it's going to be way more exciting. Obviously, I'm forgetting the team. Wolves. Let's see. But uh, yeah, Ross, you you were saying? I was just saying we're going to look at the Champions League. The Champions League this uh, year round is obviously very different. It's going to be played over a one leg system. Uh, some of the second legs of the round of 32 are still to be played, or the round of 16, should I say? Uh, funnily enough, when the draw was made, all the second legs of the round of 16 are on one side that are a game due, and then the four teams who are fully qualified are on the other side. Barry, do you want to call us out the fixtures that are left to be played? Yeah, okay. The Champions League is actually back on the 12th of August, the day after my birthday for everyone who do writes down that shit. But uh, Atlanta are taking on PSG. Then Thursday, Leipzig are taking on Atletico Madrid. The Friday, the 14th, Napoli or Barcelona. Are taking on Chelsea or Bayern Munich? I'm not messing this up, aren't I? No, go on. No, because it's not in the last 16. There's a couple of games in the last 16. Yeah, but you're saying or them or them. Oh, so the qualifiers. Barcelona still have to play Napoli. Yeah, Barcelona still have to play Napoli. Chelsea still have to play Bayern. Uh, Real Madrid or Man City are going to play Leon or Juventus. Yeah, there you go. So we have a first look at the games that are left to be played to get us the. Uh, quarterfinals. Yeah, for so, uh, Bayern Munich what three 0 up against Chelsea? Yeah, I'm pretty they sure they absolutely destroyed them at home. Yeah, so let's just say Bayern Munich are one quarterfinalists anyway, and Barcelona are one 0 up against Napoli. I think two of them there. Uh, I actually don't. I'm actually on, just remembering off the top of my head. Yeah, uh, I know. I know. Um, Man City have two away goals against Real Madrid, which is definitely the sort of the, the swinger of a tie, one might say. And then Lyon are 1-0 up against Juventus. Um, and that was at home for Lyon. So, look, if you fancy Real Madrid to beat um, Man City, they're 30-1 to one to win the entire Champions League. That's not a bad price, considering they've been there and done it all before. Uh, Barry, who are you looking at the Champions League this year? And who are you favouring? And also, with this new format, do you think we could see someone who's never won the Champions League before get the job done? That's, I know you asked me two questions there, but I'm sort of thinking, if you're an attacking team, someone like Man City, if they're like, right, we'll beat whoever, 6-3, you know I mean? like they, they, can, they, they know they can score a lot of goals. So if mm. you go out, and if it's one game system, so there's going to be no repercussions of the away goal rule. Just go out and get five, and, and you fancy Man City to not concede five. But you can fancy what about someone like Atletico Madrid, who were able to, over 90 minutes, like really nullify Liverpool and make it very hard for them to play? They're a great cup footballing team. You think someone like Atletico Madrid might be able to finally reach that glory and actually become Champions League winners? If you did, when they nullified Liverpool, they had like ages to prepare for that one game. And then after that game, it, you move on, right? So you're going to have mm. less time to focus on the next game. But like, like everyone here is going to be solely focused on their first fixture. But then like you're going to have little time to get ready and recover for the next team. Mm. So. It's going to be the most fastest played Champions League of all time. Yeah, it's going to be uh, great. I wonder, would that favour someone like Man City who has the large squad as well? Yeah. Um, obviously, they have a tall task to get uh, past Real Madrid then they might have to play Juventus, then they might have to play Bayern Munich or Barcelona. That side of the draw is extraordinarily heavy. The other side of the draw has four teams who have never lifted the Champions League trophy. As Atletico Madrid, as uh, RB Leipzig, Atalanta and PSG. So we're going to have one team in the final that's never won the Champions League before. I think that that semi-final is definitely going to be Atletico Madrid versus PSG. And that's a great semi-final where like, you can almost chalk down already. 
Is this PSG's best ever chance to win the Champions League now? Yeah, 100%. They play Atlanta, they probably play Atletico Madrid, and then they just have to be one of those big teams that they've always struggled to beat in the knockout phases one time. Yeah, but if you also look at PSG, their biggest problem has been Neymar has never been fit going into these final rounds of the Champions League. Mm. Neymar is back, Mbappe is back. They're also playing friendlies um, at the moment to keep the team match fit as well. And both those players are still playing as well. Yeah, man. So it's, a, it's actually so exciting. Like, I mean, I know obviously if you're a Liverpool fan, you've already won the league, nothing's really exciting now. But like the way the, the battle for the top four and then the Champions League mm. and Europa League, I mean, people have totally forgotten that these two competitions are still going on and the FA Cup as well. So Barry, tell me, who do you think are going, who, who's ending up in this Champions League final this year? I'm going to go PSG. And I'm going to go... Oh, you just heard the draw is so juicy, isn't it? Oh, man. It's, it's almost a... Yeah. Very juicy. The, 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 the options are unbelievable. The other side of the draw. Real Madrid, City, Leon, Juventus, Napoli, Barca, Chelsea, Bayern. Like, them versus PSG, PSG in a final is... It's, you know you're getting a good one, you know? Mm. Who, who do you fancy? I'm going to say Atletico Madrid versus Bayern Munich in the final. Although I would definitely fancy Bayern Munich more if all the games are played over two legs. Like they've been caught with their pants down sometimes over one leg. Yeah, especially last season. Yeah, so like... I'm hoping for a Real Madrid versus Juventus semi-final. Ronaldo versus Real Madrid. It could be a battle of the bank balances in the final. Man City versus PSG. I was talking about us, man. So, uh, I think I, I, I would love to see Juventus versus PSG. And then at the end of the season, Ronaldo might be leaving Juventus and going to PSG for the crack. Yeah. Uh, look, Juventus have to beat Lyon, and that's not, not easy either. So who are you going for the, win- the winner of the whole entire thing? Was his guess on you know what? I actually think the safest thing for me to say is Atletico Madrid because like, yeah. it's, the, it's the easier route to the final. Yeah, yeah. At least <laughs> Yeah, uh, so I'm going to say Atletico Madrid finally lift that Champions League with Diego Simeone. I'm just going to go for PSG for the crack. Like, I, d- I actually don't think they're going to win it, but like, I'm using the same point as you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like, if I say Bayern Munich, they're knocked out in the quarterfinals, you look like a tick. Oh, man, look like more of a tick than they do now. That's impossible. Yeah. That's impossible, man. Very but, unique. Uh, <laughs> but uh, let us know, actually, in the comments, whoever's watching this now, if you watch this and you don't put comments in, like you, you're missing you, out. You're missing you, out on the on the banter in the comment section. Yeah, your name is just Mark Hostel. But uh, in the Europa League draw, Ross, that was also made straight away after, and less people gave a shit. But there were still some. But we gave more of a shit. <laughs> but Man United you know, fans gave a shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, uh, do you think? Do you think uh, we could give Lask a few bob, like give them a uh, hundred grand or something like that, and they'll offer to just forfeit the game against us? Uh, you know they're at home. Oh no, sorry. It's in it's, the majority of these games are going to be on the Germany. So, um, no, I suppose just means you know they're going to have to bring the reserves, isn't it? No, Phil Jones can have his testimonial for this game. He can indeed. He can indeed. Uh, also, this is a uh, quite an interesting one because some any what way am I putting this? So, in the round of sixteen, which they're at at the moment, same as Champions League, some of the first legs never took place, and they're not taking place. So, there's going to be one leg fixtures. So if the first leg was played, they'll play the return leg. But no first leg was played. It's a single-legged fixture. Yeah. These games come back Wednesday, the 5th of August. The first one's Shakhtar Donetsk against Wolfsburg. Shakhtar lead 2-1. The second game's Copenhagen versus Istanbul back this year. Uh, Copenhagen lead this one 1-0. Uh, United are taking a last United are 5-0 up. And then in the final game on that day, it's Inter Milan taking on Getafe. That's... A one-rounder. That's a one game. A winner takes all. That's a winner takes all. Then on the Thursday, Sevilla take, take on Roma, which is, which is should be a very good game. Uh, that's, yeah. that's a one-leg fixture. Uh, Bayern Leverkusen take on Rangers. Bayern Leverkusen lead 3-1, so the Jers will definitely be out. Uh, Basel take on Frankfurt. Basel lead this 3-0. And then, very interesting game, Wolves take on Olympiacos. That was one all after the first leg. I mean, by the way, Wolves are class. One, they, yeah, but one thing that Wolves. does need to be said is... The return legs are taking place in the home team stadium. That is, okay, so is that... Yeah, so they're not in Germany. If you, if you have a home game, you're playing in your own stadium. So you know they're playing in Old Trafford. Oh, and Wolves are playing in Wolves. Yeah, Wolves oh. are playing in Molyneux. Yeah. Okay, that's fair then. That's fair then. But, if, but Inter Milan are playing Getafe in Germany. Yeah, Gelsenkirchen. Yeah, so 
Yeah, and Sevilla play Roma in Germany as well. Yeah, okay. I, I, don't, I don't know what the story with that is going to be uh, in relation to like quarantine and stuff, but I don't know. We'll let, we'll let someone else, we'll let UEFA worry about that. The, 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 the and parents, I'm sure there's loads, I'm sure there's going to be loads of tests for all the players before they get there. Yeah, sure. UFC's tall. They do it. They're doing it now for all the Major League Baseball, the basketball, the MMA. So, just to clarify for the quarterfinals, the winner of Wolfsburg versus Shakhtar will play the winner of Frankfurt versus Basel. Man United will play Istanbul or Copenhagen. The winner of Inter versus Getafe will play the winner of Rangers versus Leverkusen. And the winner of Olympiacos versus Wolves will play the winner of Roma Sevilla. Nice. That's a that'll be a good game. Yeah, if and then Wolves versus Sevilla would be the best. Wolves versus Sevilla, I'd say, because it's a bit the, the, the sort of Portuguese flair versus the Spanish flair. Obviously, the and the winner of that, the winner of that game actually plays the winner of Man United versus, oh no, Copenhagen or Istanbul. Yeah. Man United seem to have the easiest run to the semi-finals. Put it that way, out of all the teams. I actually thought you know they're the harder side. No, to to get to the semi-final. Okay. The quarter. I'm saying their quarter-final is going to be easier. Okay. Okay. Well, they're going to have to play the winner of Istanbul versus Copenhagen. Who do you think is going to win that? I don't really know. It, it, it doesn't I mean, matter who's going to win it. You know, they're <laughs> going to be both of them. Like, what are you talking about, man? <laughs> pretending, <laughs> pretending that you know who plays for Istanbul, Basketshire. No, I'm pretty sure they have one player that's like a well-known footballer on their team, but I forget who it is. It could be like Ryan Babel, even though it's not. But someone like that. I think it's like Dan Baba or it's Papi C, say something like that. Oh, I'm going to actually like go look up their team and be like... Right, who's this guy Baz is claiming to know? It could be like someone like Freddie Adu or something. Let's see, lineups in their last game. Demba Ba. And, and Martin Skirtle. And Gail Clichy. All right. And Robinho. Robinho was the one. Robinho was the one I was thinking of. Yeah, so they're not terrible, man. That's, they, they sell a few tickets. Yeah, they do, yeah. That, yeah. That's, that's almost like I've seen an old-school uh, Harlem Globetrotters team or something. It's like, ah. website. It's like, look who we have. People you've seen before. <laughs> they let, like, remember Bolzhenov from Man City. It's like, oh, damn it. Yeah, uh, it's, like, it's like, they played in good teams before. Yeah. Joe. It's like, do you, remember, do you remember the goal that when Gerard slipped? It was this guy. <laughs> <laughs> do you remember Joe the big tall fella from the Brazilian chap from yeah. Man City he's like oh, you bought him playing two games and fucked off but uh, yeah there we go I told you I knew some of them players had some and who do you see getting to this uh, Europa League final uh, I don't know like I'm not if you think it's about United you could be overly confident that next week we lose 6-0 well today we lose 6-0 to Southampton because Danny Ings is on fire but um, I, I, I don't know if it, if it can happen, but Inter Milan versus United final would be interesting for everyone. Well, I think, well, I think more well, for they're on opposite sides of the draw. Okay, well then I'll take that. It'll be, it's just whatever gives the fans the most excitement and interest in the game is what I want to have. So therefore, yeah. when, we, when we cover the shit, it's good. Like for instance, Kamar Uzman won there in a shit fight there over the weekend. Like and putting him as your thumbnail, you're getting money. Man, great, great, great foot stomps, no? Oh, yeah, you're so me up to that. The ultimate foot stomping competition. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, we get to that on uh, who Wednesday. Did better, who did a better foot stomp? <laughs> Kamara Usman or DT when, <laughs> when Arsenal let in the goal the other day? <laughs> oh, no, definitely DT. Definitely DT. He was, that was like uh, Sean Michaels uh, tuning up the band. It was like a cannonball into the water. You did. Oh, oh, man. Shout out Arsenal fan TV. But, uh, you have to love it. Like, if you don't love it, you're not a football fan. For me, on one side of the draw, you have Man United and Sevilla. And the other side of the draw, you have Inter and Leverkusen. They're sort of your four top contenders for, for this year. Obviously, yeah. honourable mention to Roma and Wolves as well. Yeah, man. I just don't think Wolves have that uh, European experience, but still a very good side. Yeah, they're a very good side. Uh, then Ross we may as well get back into the top four race should we because as we said yeah. Man City are going to be allowed into the Champions League next year so that means that the top four get into the Champions League at the moment it's Liverpool win the league they're already in uh, Man City are coming second as Ross mentioned earlier they're in no man's land they're basically like 21 points behind the top and 12 points ahead of third so like they're just in there with three against to go uh, they actually they actually can't be caught like they, they're yeah. second no matter what yeah, they're on 91 goals as well. Let's see if they can get over the 100 mark. I'm sure they're going to be going for that. Uh, so, at the moment, Chelsea are third with 60 points. Leicester are fourth with 59 points. 
both Chelsea and Leicester have played one game more than Man United, who played two nights against Southampton. Uh, United are currently on 58 points. So if United win tonight, they go into third. Uh, then Wolves are three points behind United, but they've played a game extra. I'm not even looking. Sheffield United seventh. That's although oh, they're back in form, but I can't see them getting into that. Like, I, hopefully they get Europa League. But uh, Ross, I'm, I'm to, to be honest, like Sheffield United would have to win two games, and Leicester would have to lose two games for them to yeah. get ahead of them. Okay, and I'm then just trying, even I'm just further realistic here. Realistically, I think it's 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 a three three three. Uh, you have three balls to put in two holes. Really, okay. That's the way I look at it. Uh, it looks like Leicester are trying their best not to finish in the Champions League spots uh, by the looks of things now I know Bournemouth were fighting for relegation and survival but when you go 1-0 up against a team in the bottom three and they come back and beat you 4-1 and Dominic Solanke scores his first ever goal for your team out you know you're in trouble you know you're in trouble Uh, Brendan Rodgers can't seem to get anything out of this Leicester team since they've come back from um, lockdown, they've had two draws, two losses, and one win. You know what I mean? That doesn't really cut the cheese for me. Man United have had one draw, five wins. Chelsea have had two losses and three wins. Kings are trending for Manchester United to finish third and Chelsea to finish fourth. Uh, Chelsea also played Norwich next. Um, maybe the worst team in Premier League history. I don't care about the points total when you lose 4-0 to a team that's also fighting uh, for relegation in your survival, and Mikel Antonio scores four goals against you, you're the worst team in Premier League history. Uh, it, it makes you Arf. fight back playing up front. Arf. That's Arf. the worst team I've ever seen. Uh, Chelsea, again, fighting for top four, lose 3-0 to Sheffield United. Not good enough in my book. Manchester United, especially if they go out and get the result here against Southampton tonight, they're a shoe-in for third spot, in my opinion. Chelsea also have to go play Liverpool next, after the Norwich. Ben, Norwich. Not an easy picture. Oh, yeah. Leicester are just... They seem to be running out of gas. They, they uh, really, really do. Yeah, not having Madison on the pitch as well. That's like another outlet they have. Like, mm. Ian Acho came to them from Man City. and he, he wasn't even scoring goals from Man City. And he came, and he's not scoring any goals here either. <laughs> Yeah, the, in fairness, I don't think he's the worst player, but like he's not. He put it this way: no one else in the top four is like, oh, gives it in Nacho. You know, you know what I mean? It doesn't uh, quite do it for me. Yeah, look, if your strikers aren't scoring goals, you're going to be in serious, serious trouble. Especially the way United have the United's front five are all scoring goals you now. Yeah, well, that's the thing, and look. In Nacho's got what five goals this season. Sorry, I just have less stats here. Madison's got six, Barnes has six, and Perez has seven, and Vardy has twenty-three. He scored basically all their goals. So it seems to me if you can stop Vardy, you can stop Leicester. Yeah, but now um, now the ball is in United's court. United win with three games to go. Yeah. They play Leicester in the last day of the season. I still think that could play some sort of part in whether well whether you know you know come third or fourth. But uh, what are you thinking about well, now, Ross? I think United are going to win the rest of their games. They're just in that good form. Sure, they're beating everyone by three goals. It's what not like they're sneaking it. What about, and I what do about think their... that last game of the season, it could have some deciding factor. It could be a last throw of the dice for Leicester. That's the way about, more what I look at it. What about if you know, United play in the FA Cup semi-final this weekend? I think it's the Saturday. Well, Against Chelsea? Yeah, do, do you think that could derail them then for the last game of the season? Be like... I think the more games of football this team plays together, the better they get. And that's just from, from looking at it. Uh, week in, week out, their performances have just like stacked on top of each other. And confidence is absolutely flourishing within that side. Yeah, here, for, for people that don't support United, but I'm sure a lot of people are watching the Man United play because they're like, oh mm. shit, they're, they actually look like they're coming back. What's your overall thoughts on this team now compared to like, uh, pre-COVID? And uh, yeah, what's your thoughts? Well, it looks like Mason Greenwood's been given that run of games that he's been looking for all year. Uh, I think he scored nine goals in his last eight games. Uh, obviously, that's a phenomenal start. He can score uh, goals off both feet. He seems to be operating down the right. Uh, Marshall seems to have really found his shooting boots 
and his confidence since lockdowns come back. He's pissed off when he gets taken off. He's smiling when he scores. Uh, he's obviously a very, very good natural talent. Rashford's actually sort of dwindling a little bit. I'm almost like, you know, pre-lockdown Rashford's probably the only player who's actually better than post-lockdown. Uh, but Bruno Fernandes is anytime he touches the ball, you know, what I mean, it turns to gold. And Paul Pogba seems to be loving playing alongside him. And then I have to give a shout out to Nemanja Matic. Uh, he's doing a great job playing defensive midfield. Man United look very, very good, and that's just a matter of fact about it. The, it since uh, lockdowns, you know, undone, Manchester United will be winning the Premier League. Now, obviously, the games played over thirty-eight games. I'm not saying Man United are the best team in the league. But on form, no one's beating them at the moment. Yep. <clears throat> but I, like, uh, equally, I'd like to say, you know, Chelsea have been unlucky at times. Uh, they caught West Ham on a day where West Ham f- showed a lot of fight. Pulisic is looking great for them. Willian's looking great for them. Uh, Giroud and Abraham are looking like they're happy enough to get in amongst the goals. Ross Barkley, Ruben Loftus-Cheek. Uh, they're, they're all doing their bit for Chelsea. Chelsea are looking good as well. Uh, I'll be very interested to see them with uh, Ziyech and Werner uh, next year. There'll be two definite improvements to their squad. If I were them, we'd be looking to bring in centre-half. Yeah, the defence the, the defense is just not up to a man. And their goalkeeper is actually statistically the worst goalkeeper in the Premier League. Kepa has a 54% save rate in the Premier League. And it's the worst in the Premier League by about 8%. So uh, I think they'll have to buy a new goalkeeper next year. It'll be, I'll be very... Uh, Surprised to see them stick with the one they have at the moment. I think they're going to end up keeping them. I think they'll keep uh, Kepa and go. They spent too much money on him and no one's going to sign him. Well, who knows? Maybe they can do a deal where they send him back to Spain and get someone in return. Send <laughs> him back to Spain. Go back to Spain, you. Uh, <laughs> 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 and then uh, just, just to finish off, Lester, I just yeah, don't yeah, see yeah, Brendan yeah, Rodgers. Yeah, yeah. I just don't see Brendan Rodgers getting them on track. Jamie Vardy's going to walk away with a golden boo. Leicester will be playing Europa League next year. And I, I just feel like that's, that's the way it goes. I, I want to just have one quick look at the league just to make sure that they actually can't slip much further down. They are five points ahead of Sheffield United. I'd be very surprised to see them do that. Although they play Sheffield United next and a win for Sheffield United would only put them two points behind. Sheffield United are chasing down Leicester for Europa League spot. That's the way I look at it. <laughs> they are. Sheffield what would you think? What would you think, Brendan Rodgers and Leicester, if they came into lockdown in third spot and then left in seventh? Wouldn't be good luck for them, would they? What would I say to that? It's sort of funny because they were doing a great season to be in third. It's not like everyone's like, oh no, they're flying. Finished they're third. flying. They were flying. It's just, and uh, also at the start of the team at the finish seventh, you would have went fair enough. You know what I mean? Yeah, but then they got the injuries as well, and like the, their squad isn't big enough to be in the Champions League anyway. That's no, why, like the... in fairness, look, you learn a lot about them. They're at home, Sheffield United. They're after just losing four one to Bournemouth. Let's see the response they have. Yeah. That will tell everything. And also, ever since Madison was linked with United, he just hasn't put on the same boots again. Yeah. Also. A draw, a draw is enough really for Leicester there to sort of secure them European spot. No, I think they get. I think they get Europe. So yeah, it's it's just it's just it's it's funny how the season's over, but it's still mm. very exciting. Yeah, it's it's weird. It's uh, it's funny to be round fifth. Mm. <laughs> no medals for fifth, but it's just like you're always looking over your shoulder. And then you know what? The lawyers, I don't want to. Then thank God we're in Europa League because uh, they could end up top uh, coming third. Um, mm. Like from nowhere, man. This is, we're still we're still doing worse than like under Moyes. Yeah. <laughs> we're gonna, we're, well, no, we do not. We finished seventh at under Moyes. I think it was points. No. Yeah, but points is irrelevant because like no one ever goes. We're doing worse. Well, we won the league, but we got less points. Yeah. Yeah, but maybe that. That's what you, you can use stats in your own way. Like you know. Yeah. Yeah. You can manipulate stats to make your point at any stage. Yeah, uh, you know they're obviously playing tonight. Uh, quick prediction on that. I think United win two 0 Just if they keep Danny Ings mouth shut, they'll. Uh, well, no, they'll I, t- I take it back. I think I think United win four one. It's actually in Old Trafford, so they don't have to travel. Well, I fancy them more in Old Trafford. 
I'm going three now. You know. Okay, uh, Ross. Yeah, we're obviously going to look at the relegation battle here as well because uh, from 16th down to 20th, it it's it's still looking like it's going down. I think Brighton and 15th with 36 points. I think they'll stay up. Uh, but Norwich are on 21 points. They have three games to go. They're basically gone, Ross. Uh, Villa got a win there. So they're on 30 points. Bournemouth are on 31 points. Watford on 34 points. And West Ham are on 34 points. So, yeah. Well, the big, the biggest thing is the next fixture down there is West Ham play Watford next. And if one of those two teams wins, well, that's all she wrote for one of them. I mean, whoever wins that game will be safe. And West Ham are at home. Antonio's on fire. But... All four of those teams got wins at the weekend. Um, obviously, <laughs> West Ham and Watford played first and they put the pressure on them. But then Bournemouth and Villa really, really answered. I think it is a little bit too little too late for Bournemouth and Villa. Yeah. Um, especially with the goal difference. Bournemouth would need a sort of a, a four or five goal swing, really. A few uh, more Yankees. Get the job done. Aston Villa minus 27 goals like I don't think so the only thing is is with the next fixtures Villa actually play Everton and Everton aren't looking the best at the moment Uh, I think Europe's out of their reach so at the end of the day Villa could get a result there up to 33 points if West Ham or Watford lose especially if West Ham lose because Villa play West Ham in the last game of the season so potential but Bournemouth play City next at the Etihad, which is not really who you want to be playing um, with your next game of the season. So if I, have to, if I had to pick anyone uh, to be guaranteed relegated, say Bournemouth and then Villa, I think they stand a chance, but they need to pick up points before the last game of the season and they need Watford to do them a favour and beat West Ham. So I'm going Bournemouth, Villa and Norwich to get relegated, right? But, the team but Norwich are relegated. Oh, they might come back, man, you know. They might pull a Man City and be like, no, we drew that game. Remember where we are? It's like, what? But uh, if, the thing is, right, you're, if you're Jack Rivers right now, right, and you keep Aston Villa up, you sort of like, oh, now I have to stay here next year because they're all going to be booing me. Or if they get relegated, but you'd be like, right, grand, now I can leave without people giving out. Well, I think you can leave either way. Uh, if he stays up, he's... The team that are looking for him are going to be better than Aston Villa. It's hardly going to be Leeds come up and then look for Jack Grealish. It's going to be a Spurs or an Arsenal or. I'm talking about teams who are actually going to, you know, open up the checkbook and get him. Uh, it's going to be one of their sort of things, or maybe a Man United, or maybe a Man City. Who knows? Um, but if they go down, maybe someone like your. Crystal Palace or your Newcastle, Southampton might take a punt on them. See if they can get them for 35, 40 minutes. Newcastle. Like that's, that seems like that could be a shout. Like, I'm sure everyone in the league is going to try and... But like, wouldn't Newcastle look quite good with your man Maximilian on the left and then Grealish sort of in the number 10 role in behind? You know what I mean? That could, that could work for them if they play a sort of a United uh, formation with the two long, long staffs playing uh, centre mid. That's the thing. The standard of the league, I know this season it hasn't... Like, in my opinion, I don't think the league is as good as it has been in previous years. But No, definitely not. I think the points totals are much... Lo- Obviously, Bar Liverpool are much lower this year than they were the previous years. Yeah, but the squads are better. True. Definitely. Yeah. I, I definitely agree. But like... If you look at uh, last year, third, fourth, fifth, we're all in around the 70-point mark. You know what I mean? As opposed to, and then first and second were, you know, verging on 100 points. But this year, like, people are around the 50s and the 60s. So the, the points totals are definitely lower than they were from the previous year. Yeah. So are we both thinking that Bournemouth Villa are going to join Norwich down the championship next year? I think so. And... I, I, you know, I wouldn't be too promising on either of those teams to come back up, or any either of the three teams to come back up. If any teams come back up, I'd almost say Norwich, only because I feel like their squad won't be as raided. 
And then also, I feel like they play nice enough football that they could actually win the championship. Yeah, you see, Aston Villa did that thing that Fulham did two years ago. But was they it? tried to buy buy a whole new squad. Yeah, and then they just didn't have time to gel it. Yeah, and the Bournemouth are sort of they've they've a lot of older players. One thing I would like to bring up, Asmo, uh, just from the weekend's fixtures, uh, just like the unique goal scorers that we got. Christian Benteke got back on the score sheet. Dominic Solanke got on the score sheet. Dave McGoldrick scored his first goal of the Premier League this year. And his second. And his second. Uh, Who else? Someone else got on the score sheet that I was like, no way. Can you think of anyone else got on the score sheet? Solanke. Oh, and Trezeguet for Aston Villa got on the score sheet. I was like, ah, David Trezeguet's nephew. Finally scored. He's back. (laughs) He's back. But uh, there were some very strange scores uh, in the Premier League. Well, ones that we weren't used to. Okay, okay, rank them in order, right? McGoldrick, Benteke, and... Trezeguet and Solanke. No, forget about Trezeguet. Okay. He's only here. Am I to rank them on who's better or on who was most likely to score another goal in the league? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know, actually. (laughs) In fairness, I actually think McGoldrick actually does a decent job for his team. I feel like... They don't rely on him for goals. Uh, so I'd put him one. I'd probably put Benteke too because he actually can score a goal eventually. But Solanke, I think, played way too many minutes for the five scoring a goal. So like, he's last. And I feel he doesn't actually offer anything but... He costs he like 20 minutes. Goals. Yeah, he's shite. He played like 40 games. And his first goal was such a fluke as well. Now, so was yeah, Goldrick's. Yeah, but Roy plays Roy time for the, for uh, Goldrick. Yeah, play when, yeah, when you're grafting like that, like he hasn't yeah. been he hasn't been slated for not scoring goals. That's the thing. Where no. the other lads completely have been. No, uh, but also goes Porsche. I was like, he's key to the team. Yeah, but it goes to show if Martial's running around, and he's not scoring goals. Everyone's like, what's he fucking doing? Well, if McGoldrick's doing that, it's like, yeah, like, Martial looks miserable though. So like, that's his yeah. problem. Uh, he was miserable actually. Let's call yeah. him Spain. Um, was there something else there you were saying? No, I think I, I think just the last thing is uh, Liverpool. Yeah, let's off with Liverpool. Yeah, the, their biggest points so out. Obviously, uh, Crown Champions. They were held to a draw by Burnley. They're playing the uh, mighty Arsenal next. They also have to play Chelsea. And I think I think they play Brighton on the last game of the season. I'm not too sure. There are the three games left. They could get 102 points. Um, can they do it, Basmo? Can they break 100 points in the Premier League? And they need 101. Beat the all-time record. I don't think they will, just because they drew over the weekend and it might give certain players games to get their medals. Although I think everyone gets the medal now. I'm not too hundred percent sure. We haven't won it in so long. I wouldn't know. But, also, uh, if they, if they do win their last three games, they'll also break Man City's record for thirty-two wins in a Premier League season. They were a little bit unstoppable this year, and you know what? I think last year the way it went to the final game of the season, and they had to win. They just kept that flow of winning. Boom, 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 and kept going. The head was still down. They were still on the train while Man City went off the track to celebrate having a bit of a Dom Perignon or whatever you want to call or a candle Dutch, whatever you, want to, whatever you drink. But, uh, Liverpool were like, right, we can't celebrate until we get this shit done. I know mm. they won the Champions League, but then it was the summer. But um, now that they've won, they're sort of setting up camp and singing a bit of Kumbayas and having a bit of a dance with Klopp. So, and that's... What is it? Um, silk sheets. Yeah, it's it's hard to wake up when you're sleeping in silk sheets. Yeah. Also, Liverpool like they had to grind out a lot more results this year. Like if you look at Liverpool's goal difference, they have actually have a less goal difference than Man City, and they're twenty odd points ahead of them. So they were winning a lot more games by like one or two goals, as opposed yeah. to when Man City won the league last year and the year before. Like their goal difference was like plus seventy goals at the end of the season. Yeah. You know I mean, like they were. They were able to take their foot off the gas after 60 minutes quite a lot, Man City. Yeah, the Liverpool's biggest test is going to be next year. Like, uh, there's going yeah. to be more teams. And now, let's see how Chelsea go. If you notice they're like this, that's going to be a tough for them as well. Man City, if they add to the, Man City are going to add to their squad as well. Uh, the thing is, I, can't hear, I haven't heard anything about Liverpool signing anyone new. So, who really fits mm. in? Also, they're going to struggle to get someone who's willing to go there because they can't be guaranteed playing time. Yeah, but the thing is, when Liverpool put out the team, everyone knows exactly what their job is. So even when they make a yeah. sub, that person knows exactly what they're meant to be doing. 
I still feel like United need to sort that out. I think Man City basically have that sorted out, but they have a lot of players who are not as hungry as Liverpool players. I think Liverpool mm. players, they do... Seem yeah, I think there's a lot of people in that Man City squad who, like, won titles without yeah. being the yeah. focal point. You know what I mean? Like, John Stones has, like, so many Premier League medals, and, like, he wasn't the centre-half, if that makes sense. No, the Phil Jones. They're Phil like, Jones. <laughs> Riyad Mahrez won like Premier League by making like cameos for the last half an hour all season. You know what I mean? Yeah, I can't wait for next season. It's going to be way more interesting. Everyone's going to start off with a clean slate. I feel like everyone sort of did with the COVID there, but uh, it's going to be good. It's going to be good. I think uh, I'm just looking forward to a higher standard of football. And uh, I'm sure Liverpool want to have a battle as well. To like, I know because there were times they did battle it out, they lost the league. And this season they almost had a clean slate straight at it. So next year it should be interesting for everyone. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that sort of wraps everything up. Uh, Baz thinks Atlanta are going to win the Premier League. He thinks or Champions League. Uh, he thinks um, it was Istanbul are going to win the Europa League, and he thinks Norwich are still going to stay up uh, in the Premier League this year. Baz, some great predictions out of you this this time around. Well, they call me Mystic more. Well, uh, <laughs> yeah, Ross. Uh, we said earlier that we'll we'll do like a quick uh, FA Cup final preview on. Thursday or Friday we'll have it out later out in the week our MMA show aka Combat Show will be out on Wednesday uh, there we go uh, make sure to like share subscribe uh, also Ross is doing his own Facebook MMA page as well Ross mentioned that there with it yeah uh, I set up a group I think it's called uh, MMA Combat, Combat Elite Combat I think yeah. Yeah. yeah so yeah it's, it's just a group that I set up just for it's almost like a forum just to have uh, discussions on MMA. So, like, if you do watch our show, go on to Facebook, type in Combat Elite. should be there. I think there's only about 20 members in it at the moment, but we want to slowly and surely grow it. Uh, yeah, it's free. Sort of, yeah, well, absolutely free, of yeah, course. Yeah. Uh, just want to pick people, who, invite people in who know about MMA to start off it, and then we'll let it go from there. Just keep it uh, small to start off it. But that's what all things do. They start off small, and then they grow large. And as always, stay energized. Stay energized.